G'day, my friend, before we get into today's show. You see, as video producers, no longer is it enough for us to be simply good at our craft, to master our ability to shoot creatively, to craft a story or communicate a message for our clients. What are we really being hired for? To just produce a great video or to actually deliver a solution to help grow our clients' business? The Video Strategist Masterclass breaks down my complete framework for designing and implementing an effective video strategy for a business. It's a DIY, self-paced learning course, over 30 lessons across seven modules and a whole bunch of valuable templates, checklists, flowcharts, and downloads for you to adapt within your own business and implement right now with your clients. And it's available for you right now at engagevideomarketing.com slash VSM. Get started in the Video Strategist Masterclass today at engagevideomarketing.com slash VSM. All right, on with the show. Right, so many people kind of have this thing of, hey, if you have a moment, could you leave us this testimonial? It's very much about the brand itself. Instead of reaching out to someone and saying, hey, I know you've been with us for over a year and you've got some awesome results. Like, I would love to share your story of what you've accomplished. You're making it about their narrative, their story. People are so much more likely to buy in if a request is focused on them. Most testimonials on websites suck. You know the type, a contrived block of text spouting uninspired pleasantries by some loosely identified customer. They may serve some purpose, sure, but often fail to engage hearts, provide real value to a viewer, and drive action. So what's the secret to gathering and communicating effective customer testimonials? Well, let's find out in today's episode. The world of video marketing for business is changing, and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, g'day, and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 253, and I'm super stoked that you're here. Let me ask you, do you have customer testimonials or reviews on your website? Should you? Do you help your clients capture testimonials using video? Could you? Either way, keep listening, my friend, because this episode is going to add a lot of value for you. Back in episode 132 of the podcast, which you can listen to at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 132, I spoke to Matt Barnett, founder of personalized video platform Bonjoro, and we spoke there about building advocacy and loyalty using personalized video, something that I'm very passionate about. But in today's episode, I'm joined by Casey Hill, who is head of growth at Bonjoro with a slightly different angle. As we explore in this episode more about how to do customer testimonials that don't suck. And we'll also hear about Bonjoro's new testimonials feature, which I think you'll definitely wanna check out. So a little bit about Casey. 
Casey is a growth veteran with over a decade of experience in helping software companies scale fast. Whether it's garnering millions of views on Quora and LinkedIn or pioneering new growth levers like booking his team on hundreds of podcasts, Casey is always looking for creative and value-led ways to grab attention and break from the mold. In his current role as head of growth at Bonjoro, Casey helps brands convert more sales and retain more customers with video emails. So in this interview today, Casey shares so much value for any business looking to get better testimonials from their users or customers. We explore what makes a good testimonial or review in the first place and how businesses can do better at gathering them. Importantly, we also discuss how video producers like me, like you, can come alongside and support businesses to systemize video testimonials in a way that I think you might just like to try for yourself. And stay tuned to the end, my friend, as Casey shares some gold here, which I know you're gonna wanna take action on. Oh, and if you wanna check out Bonjoro or their new testimonials feature for yourself, then I invite you to head over via my partner link, engagevideomarketing.com slash Bonjoro. That's B-O-N-J-O-R-O. But for now, let's dive in and make our testimonials less sucky with Casey Hill from Bonjoro. Casey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Ben. A number of episodes back, I should have looked up the episode name, but we had um, Matt Barnett from Bonjoro on the show and we talked about um, the platform Bonjoro and, and how it can be used to to better humanize customer relationships really. But today we're going to talk much more about specifically around the idea of testimonials and gathering and capturing testimonials from our customers. And I know you've got a lot of insight to share on that, but before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So thanks again for having me, Ben. Uh, my name is Casey. I run growth for Bonjoro. So growth is a somewhat nebulous term nowadays. So in our case, that essentially means marketing. Primarily, I handle kind of the organic marketing side of the org. For other companies that has much more of a sales focus, just depends where you're at. So um, my day job is kind of doing creative stuff with Bonjoro getting millions of views on social, doing all sorts of outside kind of amplification work. And then besides that, I also work in kind of the institutional consulting world. So what institutional consulting means is I work with venture capital or private equity firms like McKenzie, BlackRock, Goldman's, and basically help them prepare portfolio investments for actually going into series rounds. So that's a really cool experience, seeing kind of early stage teams that are doing really innovative stuff and getting them um, prepared. And then I also just started earlier this year um, actually teaching. So I teach a content marketing class at UC San Diego. And so getting my feet kind of wet in, in that world as well. So that's a little about me. Busy guy, not a lot of time left in your day. And you've just had a baby as well, we were talking about before before we hit <laughs> yes. record, so. Keeping it, keeping it busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, let's cut to the chase. So why do most testimonials and reviews on websites suck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So basically just as a quick preface to this. So I just spent time reviewing over 300 websites. I did a social post where I asked people to provide their websites. I reviewed them. And so I've looked at a lot of websites recently, and I think there's a couple kind of core challenges. So the first challenge that I find with website reviews is the vast, vast majority of websites do pretty much the exact same model. They have a quick quote. 
They say working with this team was transformational or loved, you know, they insert some kind of fairly general sentiment. And at best case, you might get lucky enough to have a face. It's usually kind of small and not cropped very well, kind of sitting um, next to it. So what I found is that really the most influential testimonials, in my opinion, do a couple things. Number one is they're very specific, right? So instead of having some general claim like we increased demo bookings by 10%, they might say, since we implemented this six months ago, first month we saw 6% growth in demo bookings. This last month we saw 11% growth. And before we were doing X, now we're doing Y really, really specific. And it gives people a sense of kind of that process and that transformation arc. I think that builds a lot of credibility and kind of connected to specificity. I also find that testimonials that are a little bit longer give you more room to actually expound and explain a concept. So instead of having just like that one liner, if you're able to include four to five sentences that really kind of articulate and lay it out, that can help. And then the third category is video. I think all of us inherently believe we kind of can trust what we see, right? So one of the major challenges, anytime you see anything written, there's always this thing in your head going, is that actually real, right? Did that company just kind of make it up and write their own thing and kind of tack someone's name on it, knowing that nobody's ever going to vet it and check it out, right? Um, So I think video has that power. So those are kind of like three categories I think are really important um, around what makes a good testimonial. So I love that. But one of the challenges I think for many businesses is in actually getting these testimonials from their customers. And particularly if you are wanting these testimonials to, to go into specifics and, you know, share some, some data of the results that your product or service has actually led to for that, for that person. And if, if you're wanting longer testimonials as well, like it can be, it can be hard, right? It might be easy to get one or two lines, but so how do, you, how do you think businesses should go about trying to encourage or is it incentivize or how do we get these testimonials? Yeah, it's a great question. There's a couple of ways I think we can approach it. So one way I think is really making it about them, right? So many people kind of have this thing of, hey, if you have a moment, could you leave us this testimonial? It's very much about the brand itself. Instead of reaching out to someone and saying, hey, I know you've been with us for over a year and you've got some awesome results. Like, I would love to share your story of what you've accomplished. You're making it about their narrative, their story. People are so much more likely to buy in if a request is focused on them. And if you get to learn, so this kind of goes into trying to learn a little bit about your customers. And this is another category we can talk about. I strongly prefer versus just blanket sending to everyone the same exact request right? I like to try to create segments, understand who your advocates are, understand the people who maybe struggled, but are now doing really good. All of that will help you make an informed ask. So when you reach out to that person, you have context and can then make it about that transformation or that journey. So I think that is as a starting point, one of the most important things we can get into the whole world of incentives is a little bit of a gray area, in my opinion, because there is kind of this like whole idea of kind of not wanting to be in the pay for play world. So we can discuss that in a limited degree, but that's not really where I like to focus. I think it's really the most valuable part is around the actual ask when you ask people how you ask them specifically, I think can be really important. 
I love that idea of the ask coming from, you know, with, with their interests in mind and who doesn't want to tell their story, right? Particularly if it's a success story and something that has, you know, had an impact on their lives, you know, people will be willing to share that. And I also love the idea of, of being quite targeted with your requests for testimonials. So, and I guess it probably varies based on the size of the business and, you know, the number of customers you have and how frequently they buy from you and all that sort of thing. So industry factors in here, but do you think it should be uh, somewhat kind of um, part of your procedure or do you think it should be more when you hear of a customer success, that's the time to reach out or how do you think we should approach it so that we're not forgetting to get testimonials? Yeah. So I think there's two sides of that. So one is I absolutely think that more people should be doing social monitoring and connect testimonial asks to that. That's, I think, a big missed opportunity. The vast majority of companies that I sit down with, if one of their customers calls them out, says something positive on Twitter or whatever else, they're not capturing a testimonial. Like to me, you should have a process in place every single time you're getting those mentions. To, to kind of hit the anvil while it's hot. These people obviously have you in a very positive frame of mind. They're gonna be the most generous with their time. So that's number one, but that's also not something that you can super easily systematize. So I understand that you don't wanna build your entire process around that. So the other thing I think you wanna do is try to build signals, right? So some people have lead scoring, right? They use lead scoring to show inside of their system how people are performing. That's an easy way to say, hey, when someone hits 100 lead score, that shows that they've had enough traction in the platform for us to then go in for an ask. So that's one kind of approach if you're using that kind of model. But I think combining that with capturing momentum, either on social, in your communities, anywhere where you kind of have those interactions, it could even be something as straightforward as someone has a challenge, you fix that problem for them, and then you follow up and they say, hey, yeah, everything's going awesome now. Now you have this opportunity. People often miss the fact that if someone comes to you with a problem, and you exceed expectations, you completely fix the problem, maybe you even give them a credit, whatever it is, but you basically over deliver, you can turn that negative experience into a positive experience. And then if you reach out for testimonial, that person will be like, yeah, this company is so accountable. They're really transparent. They valued me on a human level. And you'd be amazed at the amount of people who go from being frustrated on the support end to actually being willing to give you an effusive review because of that commitment right there. So that, that's kind of, I, I see it as a combination of monitoring live events and having some systems in place internally for kind of the, the scalable side of it. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, really what I'm hearing you say is that it, it's on the business to be proactive about about seeking and capturing testimonials from, from their customers, not just, I think many businesses might just be hoping that they might leave a nice review or, or they might email back and say how wonderful everything was, you know, but obviously that's not the way people work, but they are willing to say yes, if you ask them in the right way. Exactly. I think there's two challenges. So the, the wait and kind of see approach or just kind of like the general, like leave us a review to everyone, I think has a couple fundamental problems. So number one is general reviews just tend to not be super persuasive. So this kind of goes back to like what type of reviews you wanna get. As a business, you wanna take a step back and ask yourself, people that don't convert, why do they not convert? You wanna have an understanding. There's a lot of core reasons that might be. Maybe your price is high, maybe they went with a competitor, maybe you're a little bit smaller of a player and so the trust isn't there. They're looking at a fairly big financial commitment and they're just, they can't quite connect those dots. 
So instead of having that generic quote that someone's just gonna skim through, what if you started to ask your best customers about those exact things? So if you know that pricing is a major issue, talk about that value point and why that price point was justified. If you know they're going through comparisons, talk about the alternative. Talk about people that came from that other solution. You have one major competitor. How great would it be to have people that are talking about you versus the competitor, why they chose to come to you versus the competitor. Now you're getting really, really smart with the questions you're asking and your testimonials therefore are gonna have such a higher impact on driving actual conversions and sales because that's what you want. You want people to watch something, say, oh yeah, that was the thing I was worried about and walk away with that problem kind of essentially assuaged in their own head. That That's I think an important part. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think for, for many listeners of this podcast, you know, being video producers, video marketers, we understand the value of, of using video as a, as a format for this kind of content. But really what I'm hearing you say there is that it's not just saying, Hey, can you record us a video testimonial or do a video review? But rather, it, I suppose it's probably a matter of interviewing them, right? So asking the right questions to extract the right responses. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying? Yeah, so so look, we have at Bonjoro, we have a product called Bonjoro Testimonials. And what that does is you can ask very specific questions. You can have a survey. So you can ask three very specific questions. What were things like before versus after? You can ask one question if you wanted to, or you could ask multiple. And therefore you collect videos to very specific things. So I think that part of it is super important. Now look, if you're a smaller business and you have the ability to actually get on a Zoom call with every single one of your customers and do a full 30 minute recording that you can crop out, that's amazing too. Right. Like I would never tell someone don't get, you know, if your customer is willing to share more, don't get more. So it's this kind of thing where you balance what customers are willing to give with the best strategy. But I think either way, whichever way you go, it still comes back to asking very specific questions. Right. And trying to kind of guide them through those top pain points, you know, exist. So the content that you generate is kind of key to that either way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's also what I love about uh, Bonjoro's new testimonials feature. We'll talk more about that specifically as a platform and how it works in, in a moment as well. But I want to, I want to dive into the, the content of the review or the testimonial. So, and specifically, I guess the kinds of questions you might ask, and obviously you've mentioned, you want to get specific specificity out of those answers, right? And you want them to be longer and we're going to capture them on video. But the way that I tend to focus on this for, for our clients anyway, is, is rather than a testimonial, we call them client stories, right? Or customer stories. Because if we're taking a storytelling approach, then you're able to, you know, drive more emotional response. Can you talk to a little bit about that around, around this idea of how you can not just capture the facts, but rather the story? Yeah, 100%. And I want to say too that some brands have a very strong kind of emotive focus. Some brands are like super technical niche B2B that are being bought by engineers. So part of this is knowing your audience, right? I tend to always recommend this more emotional appeal when we're working in markets where that is what the end user would want versus another B2B SaaS company that might want to be really, really specific with the data. So a couple thoughts on that. One is, is kind of the straightforward before and after right? You're trying to build this idea of affinity with where they're at right now. So if you paint a picture of like, where were you starting? 
and now what's happening. You can weave, like ask specific questions about data and statistics through that, but before and after questions are good. I even often like to ask a question about kind of like, what were you doing before you started using this tool? Just to kind of set the stage, because a big thing for me in, in kind of storytelling, I think ties into this very nicely is, I believe it's super important to create affinity. And what I mean specifically when I say affinity is, someone yeah. who's watching something connects to it. Right. They say, that's me. I was in those shoes or I'm in those shoes right now. Right. And by saying I'm in those shoes, they then relate to whatever that person's going to say next. And the trust is connected and built to that. So I think having conversations about that transformation, having conversations about before and after where they started, where they are now. I think those types of questions are all really good from an emotive angle. And then depending on the specific business model, and especially if you're in B2B, I do think it's important to get into some of the data ask them specifically what those numbers look like at that point so that they can kind of build that trust factor. Because there's kind of in this whole world of marketing, right? You have attention, you want to grab attention, and then you need trust. The whole reason we're talking about reviews in general is because they're a core part of that trust component. So how they're structured goes a long way into what establishes that trust. And so I think this is where we go back and we try to be as specific as we possibly can. Well, still, again, you want there to be that narrative arc. You don't want it to be like this dry, humanless thing where someone looks, feels like they're like reading from a spreadsheet. That's definitely not what we want. But we want to basically make it so the person finishes. They say, I can see myself in that and I like the result. That last part is important, though. I like the result that that person got at the end. And so I think that's where, when we look at questions, we want to have questions that do each of those things. Yeah, it's the specifics that make it make it real, rather than just warm and fuzzy platitudes of, you know, slapping each other on the back and saying, "Well done, what a great job you did." Instead, you know, when you're actually unpacking the specifics, I think as a as an audience of that testimonial, you're going to feel like. That, that, that's real, that's actual tangible results that that, that that business or that person got. I was just gonna go into the, the idea of video. I think one of the biggest problems is actually encouraging people to, to be on video, to show up on video. How do you think businesses can approach getting their customers to say yes to doing a video version of a testimonial? Yeah, it's a great question. So I think the first thing is you try to make it as bite-sized and accessible as possible. So part of the impetus behind us kind of introducing this thing was to say, look, versus someone having to hop on a Zoom call, which is awesome if the person is willing to do that, but we know not everyone is gonna be able to commit that much time. What if we basically made it a lot smaller of a commitment? Hey, hit this thing and take literally 15 seconds to speak to this very specific point. So I think part of it is you try to limit the overall commitment. You try to make it really easy for someone to just like click, record, and go. Number two, you're connecting this with trying to send it at the right time so you have people in the right headspace. You're, you're sending this request to people that are thinking about you in a very positive light. You're trying to make it about their journey. And also, another part of this too is maybe also about their benefit. Let's, let's have a conversation where when you reach out, you let people know, hey, look, we get 30,000 hits to our website. We're more than happy to put your logo, your company brand right there, smack on our website, and all that traffic is gonna get to see you featured. This is all about bringing them into kind of the, the limelight, if you will. Um, so I think all of those pieces are kind of part of the equation. Look, anyone in video, and you know this, Ben, I'm sure, um, 
there's going to be resistance points of getting people behind video, period. Whether it's short form video, long form video. Um, and so I think for that, it's, it's really trying to think about how you frame it and also trying to maybe, uh, this is something we do a lot in Bonjoro's kind of core product, let people know that the idea is this doesn't need to be a studio produced video, right? This is all about personalization and this is all about relatability. Right, so it, making sure that you're establishing the context, you're you're lowering those potential expectations that someone needs to create something that's super polished. There's a ton of value in that studio produced video, but for this specific application, it is okay to have it be something that is just they can pop on wherever they're at and they can record, and that's okay. Um, that kind of goes into I think that idea around the authenticity, the authenticity of the video delivered being that it doesn't have to be perfectly polished. People relate to it on a human level. So those are, those are I guess, some of the ways that I, I kind of think about it. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that last point there because I, I was gonna ask what role video quality plays in, in testimonials. And you know, would, I be, would I be right in suggesting even that the more raw and authentic and you know, filmed on your smartphone or on your webcam, potentially even makes it feel even less contrived or less manufactured. Do you think that's true? I think there's, yeah, I mean, I think that my instinctive answer to that is to say yes, basically, right? I think the, the more nuanced answer is there can't, it can depend a little bit by the industry, right? Certain industries do have kind of different, almost like cultural norms than others. So a little bit is about you knowing your audience and, and kind of catering your content to best serve. That, that, that I think is the most honest answer to that question. But I think when it comes to testimonials, the big, big part of this is when you're watching that and you're kind of asking yourself, do I find this, what this person's saying to be trustworthy? If the person is positive and like, you can see from that person's face, they genuinely like this company and they genuinely like this product, right? Like that is pretty much everything. To me, that core thing of how that person's expressions are, it's almost more important than the words itself and so this is where it's good to choose the right people because when you get that, someone watches it, it has that mirroring effect on the other person. I, I won't go down the rabbit hole of biology and, and mirror neurons, which is something that kind of can be brought into this conversation about video. But the idea is you absolutely do take emotion, you graft emotion off of things you see. And so I guess I say all of that to essentially substantiate the point that yes, the human raw video, I think, the delivery is going to be what's, what matters most. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm interested to to unpack in a little bit more detail this testimonials feature that Bonjoro's introduced because, as you mentioned, it's basically a, an easy step-by-step -step way for businesses to, to be capturing these video-based testimonials. So can you just talk us through how it works? Yeah, 100%. So basically, it's, it's really simple. You go in and you create what's called like a survey, right? A survey can have one question, it could have five questions. And again, part of that strategy is know where your customer's at. If you have a customer who absolutely loves you, super good experience, ask more questions, get more meat from that conversation. If you have someone who you're in good, you're in solid positioning with them, but it's not like a super developed relationship, maybe just ask one really good question. Right? So the first thing is you basically create a series of questions. People can respond to those questions either with videos or text. So if they feel more comfortable leaving text, they can also do that as well. And basically the person just pops up, they're gonna get, it's a link. Once you're finished your survey, it's a link. So you can include that link in an email. We also have a video uh, messaging service so you can have it connected to your call to action 
in our core service, which sends personal video emails. They click on, the client clicks on it. It pops up a little survey, it asks them that question. They can hit right there, record a video with a little next button if you have multiple questions. And then it basically says, thank you. And if you want to, you can give them a 10% off coupon or have something that pops up at the end as a little thank you for participating, that's up to you. But that's basically all that's required. And then on our end, we gather all the testimonials together and we let you kind of tag and organize them. So again, I was saying having them be based on specific questions, you can start to tag, okay, these are all the, the testimonials around price. Here's all the testimonials that are around this part of my value prop. You organize those in, and then we actually have a publish feature. So you can combine whatever series of testimonials you want and have an asset that you can publish on your website that has maybe seven testimonials all put together. We call it a wall of love. And basically you can put that wall of love directly on your website, or you can download any individual testimonial to use in a social campaign or wherever you want. So our idea is kind of A, one repository where you hold all your testimonials. Because by the way, that was one of the impetuses of why we built this product. Someone kind of came to like, we were talking about video testimonials and we realized we had some in Drive, we had some in this old folder, we had a landing page that had some, and we're like, man, our testimonials are all over the place. So one, we were like, it would be really valuable if we just had one central repository where all of our customer proof lived that was easy to organize. And then from that, we're like, but we want people to be able to easily use that in some material way. So that's where we built kind of that publishing arm of it where you can grab them and either download, get embed links individually or combine them together. So that's kind of the, um, the overall thing. And just a quick note on this, Bonjoro came from a company called Verbate. Verbate basically is an agency that gathers video testimonials. So we kind of looked at it and as we were building our product roadmap, we're like, look, we have eight years of experience basically learning all the ways that you get customers to leave you video testimonials. And it just made natural sense for us to combine that with our personal video tools, which we're already doing with Bonjoro and hence kind of how that product came about. So I love how easy this is. And particularly in once you've captured those responses in categorizing and sorting them. And I think that's, that's really powerful. I'm interested though, when, if for example, one person leaves multiple video responses to different questions through that survey process, are you tagging or, or categorizing each of those responses or just the, the entire response from someone? Yeah, so the way that it works is all the actual individual videos kind of come in. Typically they come in together because a person will say have like four back to back, but you're gonna have kind of a library of all the responses to that specific question in a survey. And then you, if you yeah. wanted to tag it by person, you could. Usually people are tagging it more by affinity. So they'll say, okay, like I'm just gonna tag all the relevant, you know, basically to that specific question that someone asked, I'll tag all the relevant um, kind of responses that came into that survey. So there's a couple different ways you can use tagging depending on your kind of overall organizational model. But essentially just think of it as you have a survey and to each of those questions, you'll basically have the responses that came in from all your users to those questions under that survey. Yeah, right. And when you say the publish feature, is that actually stitching those answers together into, into one video or is it um, you know, just publishing that response in, at, onto a website? 
Oh yeah, great question. So it's actually combining different. So the idea behind that feature and anyone who wants to check it out can just go to bonjour.com and see it in action because we use um, a wall of love on our own website. But basically you just grab like say 10 testimonials that are your favorite testimonials. You hit publish wall of love and it has a layout, a visual layout. We just give you a little script you put that script onto your website in that block that you want it. And it combines all the video and like in ours, we have video and text testimonials. It kind of puts all of those together. So the idea is that it's actually 10, say different testimonials from 10 different people. And we've combined all of those together. Um, so it's, it's right. pretty cool yeah. functionality. And, and then the last step of gathering on surveys, you can also gather any key, like there's a little section where people can put in like their social handles, their website, like there's all this easy stuff for them to add any of that identifying information that then makes it easy for us to auto generate that when we throw it out and say, this is the person's title or any other links if we want to, that go into that section as well. Right, cool. So I'm imagining that that's, you know, a super simple way to have that wall of love or that testimonial section on your website. And I assume then it's easy just to update it as well, to add newer ones so that you don't have to go changing your website. You can just jump into Bonjoro and, and change yep. what's on your wall of love. Is that, is that right? It's that easy. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. So the code is basically going to be connected over to that project and the ones you've selected. So if you wanted to easily go in, remove stuff, hit the republish button, it'll give you that script, replace the script, and now you have whatever new testimonials you want in that wall of love. And you can have multiple walls of love too, right? So you can create different compilations for say different landing pages or different things and, and just use the tags as a way to organize that. I love it, cool. So the video producer in me is, is thinking about you know, how we can additionally serve our clients who potentially are using a platform like this. And, um, bear with me see if this makes sense i'm imagining that we could basically encourage our, our clients to be using bonjoro just part of their systems to capture these you know, amazing responses on video to specific questions and i'm thinking that there's an opportunity for video producers to actually take those recordings and craft them into produced pieces of video content as well you know, with b-roll with titles with music and you know that kind of thing is is that something that you, you see as a possibility as well absolutely absolutely i think that's an awesome part about this right it makes it really easy for you take your 10 best you download all of those and then you have someone who like you're saying is an actual producer to stitch them together to make it this finished concept which they can then use on youtube or whatever other channel they want so you give them it makes it basically really easy to have the core content to be really, really targeted. And then you have someone who can kind of beautify it, if you will. But yeah, I think that's an absolutely great use case. Yeah, I love this. You know, I know many of listeners of this podcast are in, you know, similar sorts of industries to myself where, you know, particularly through through COVID and the pandemic, in, in some cases, it's been harder to, to go out and capture you know, client stories or, or testimonial videos for our clients, you know, it's harder to access people, harder to get face to face. So I know that many people have transitioned to, uh, you know, capturing content remotely uh, for our clients and then editing those to produce that content. And I, I love the idea of encouraging our clients to make Bonjoro's testimonials feature part of, part of what they do so that they're constantly capturing new content that we can we can edit for them so i think that's that's a really cool opportunity 
Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it really is. I think it's a powerful product, and you know, obviously, would love people to use Bonjoro, but regardless of what people use, I think that the key that I would really like people to walk away and take here is the specificity. I think if I'm really like thinking about what can you walk away from this and implement in your business, it's like ask specific questions and get specific targeted content and make the ask as accessible as possible. For anyone who's listening and they've like, we've tried to get testimonials and we've struggled, give some real thought to like, are you A, asking someone to like hop on a call, which is a big ask, right? Getting them to make that commitment is they have to do it, like they have to block out this time Like that's one piece, or is it so general that it's not exciting? Hey, could you please leave us a review? Easy to glaze over that, it's generic, someone knows it's just bulk sent out, instead of making it about them, instead of making it about the transformation and journey and maybe referencing even specific challenges they've had as part of that ask, and then boom is that link where they can basically read that and you're kind of walking through their journey and you're paying them some compliments, you're letting them know you're grateful to have them as part of this journey and then boom, easiest thing. Oh yeah, of course, I'll take 30 seconds. I'll take a couple minutes out of my day to do something nice for this brand that clearly shows that I'm, I'm significant. I'm more than just kind of a anonymous number or, or dollar sign. I think that's what it's all about, right? Like, so I think if you do those things, you will create testimonial content on your website that will convert much better. And again, having reviewed a ton of websites recently, I can tell you the bar is low. When you do this, you will stand out. You will be differentiated because most people aren't and most people have crummy one-line testimonials that people just skim over. You know, I always tell people when I'm talking about marketing stuff, I say, put yourself in the shoes of what influences you. It's a super important part of this kind of exercise. Like, think about the last time that you read, loved working with so-and-so, it was a great experience and that made you buy off reading that quote. Never, right? Like, people, people buy based on trust and you have to think about how you're actually building that trust so i think that's a that's how i think about it yeah yeah i love that and i think um you know really the power in in testimonials comes from that aggregate social proof as well so i think that where so many businesses can can fall down on this even if they have got video testimonials on their website traditionally they would use a company like ours to go out and you know, film those testimonials and they would invest in that and maybe have one, two or three high quality produced testimonials. But then because of the barrier of getting that done, the the cost and the, you know, it it takes a bit to get clients to say yes, to have a film crew turn up to their place, right? Sure. Um, It means that they actually end up not having enough testimonials or not having relevant and updated and recent testimonials. Whereas the simplicity of Bonjoro's testimonial feature, it means that, you know, you can have this wall of testimonials that's regularly updated and, um, you know, it, there's limited barriers to keeping that, keeping that active. Yeah, hundred percent. I think two things kind of come to mind off that. Number one is absolutely this concept of confidence in numbers. When you're scrolling through, if you see a huge wall of 50 testimonials, right? There is this sense of like, whoa, there's a lot of positivity that is there, right? Versus I know I've been here. If I go through and I see one testimonial, my head kind of goes to like, do they not have very many customers? Like how can they only come up with one testimonial. So I think there's definitely this concept of confidence in numbers. But the other thing I want to say is there's a company that I think does such an awesome job of customer proof. They're called ConvertKit. They're like an email automation service. And what they do really well is they have customer stories. These are high produced, beautifully done, like cinema quality video stories. And they let you consume it in all these different formats. Like you can listen to it by audio and view it. 
And so those are awesome and those get millions of views. So that's really powerful. But then on the website, they also do the confidence in numbers and have all the logos, 40,000 plus businesses. They have that whole army of kind of testimonial proof. So they're basically saying, I'll let the consumer go whatever way they want. If the consumer just kind of wants to get a general sense of like, can I trust this stuff? They let them consume it in that way, right? And if they want to go deeper, there's these really great videos. And so I think that these can really be complementary things where you can have some great testimonials that go super deep and you can also have some that are a little bit lighter, but allow people to get the key things that they want more quickly. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a place, a place for both from a marketing funnel perspective. You know, I would see those highly produced client stories, you know, which have a place and have a lot of value at the top of funnel, you know, at that awareness stage, whereas that aggregate social proof of testimonials, you know, in a wall of love is much more at the conversion end. You know, it's it's really to get people across the line and say and overcome those potential objections they might have of, you know, can can this company deliver on what they say they can. And when you've got 50 people on video on that wall on your website saying, yes, they can, then the objection is busted. So I think there's a place for yeah. both. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. That's I think you said it well. Awesome. So tell us, you know, I think you mentioned the link before, but um, how can people give this a try and try out the Bonjoro testimonial feature? Um, do you need a Bonjoro account or what's the process? Yeah, for sure. So if you just go to the URL, bonjoro.com forward slash testimonials, plural, and I can share that with you, Ben, so we can have that in the show notes. But basically, you can just go there, you can sign up. Uh, Bonjoro is a tool, I think we kind of mentioned this before, but just for clarity, is a tool that does personal video emails that you can send. And now we have this new testimonial arm. So when you sign up, it'll ask you like, what are you interested in? And if you put testimonials, it'll take you straight into that product. And so you can just go straight into that product, work in that, gather testimonials. And at any point, if you also wanna send video emails, that's actually just included as part of the plan. So you have access to the video email stuff if you wanna do it. If you just wanna focus on the testimonial side, we'll take you straight there so you can get to work. So you have the option um, to kind of leverage that however you want. And then yeah, you would have a standard Bonjoro account starting at $19 a month on our bottom plan if you wanted to kind of get into this and, and start working with it. Love it. We'll have the links in the show notes for this episode. So be sure to check that out and um, and give it, a, give it a go, guys. Bonjour is a great tool. I've been talking about it and using it for years. And I'm, I'm sure many listeners of this podcast have heard about the tool, but they maybe haven't heard about the testimonials feature until now. So glad you're able to come on the show and, and share a bit more about it. But even if you're not using Bonjoro as a tool, guys, just take away some of the insights that, that Casey shared with us here today around the importance of getting testimonials right and it will grow your business, I have no doubt. Casey, thanks for joining me on the show. It was a pleasure, Ben. Thanks for having me. And thanks so much again to Casey for joining me and adding so much value to everyone listening here today. And I hope you've taken away something here that's going to help you do better testimonials for your business or to help your clients better with the testimonial gathering, production and publication uh, if you're helping your clients with that too. So if you've enjoyed today's episode, of course, leave a rating and a review and you can get all the links for this episode and links to the Bonjoro testimonials feature at the podcast's show notes page, engagevideomarketing.com slash 253 for episode 253. 
That link again, engagevideomarketing.com slash 253. And if you do want to check out Bonjoro's testimonials feature, I'd appreciate you using my partner link to Bonjoro, which if you do use and you do become a customer of Bonjoro, I do receive a small commission by way of thanks for, for sharing that with you. And I appreciate you for that. You can do so at engagevideomarketing.com slash Bonjoro, B-O-N-J-O-R-O. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of the podcast. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing, and it's my goal to help you become a more confident video strategist to better serve your clients and grow your business. I'll see you next week.